0: Welcome to Lovin' the Love Boat, a fond and funny look back on the world's greatest cruise ship-based television show. I'm Ishvan, singer, songwriter, and TV fanatic,
1: and I'm Michelle, pop culture enthusiast.
0: Join us as we relive episodes of one of the most watched TV series of all time,
1: occasionally deviating to pop culture charts unknown.
0: So come aboard, we're expecting you for another edition of Lovin' Lovin' the the Love Love Boat. Hi, you guys. We are back. We are back on a marooned island. Gonna or,
1: wrap up this two-parter.
0: Can an island be marooned? I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> we are back, yeah, for the second half of the season two big opener.
1: Well, it's this time around, it's just the two of us. Wait, what? Yes. What happened? Well, Stephen P. Slifka, who dazzled us with part one of the podcast for season two, decided to stay on the island with David P. Cruthers. Oh, no. He, he liked the Hermit's life and uh he finally did it (laughs) he did it
0: (laughs) he's been threatening to leave society (laughs) for such a long time and he finally did it yeah
1: so uh he liked that idea and good for him there he is so unfortunately he will not be joining us for part
0: two (laughs) but we do have a guest we do in the form of one of our amazing gofundme patrons and listeners of the show we have the wonderful stacy and she will at some point, I, I don't know if she's on an island right now, she may be, but I think she will be sending uh, some takes, hot takes maybe, on this episode. But before we dig in, you guys, we've already covered our stars. Hopefully you guys have heard uh, the previous show, so we don't have to cover that. We know who wrote the storylines. One of the things from the last episode that I just quickly wanted to talk about, there was the mention of Ernie Kovacs. Correct. Correct. And I had no idea. I'd heard the name, but I didn't know who he was.
1: Husband of Edie Adams.
0: I looked him up. Now, I did not go super deep into this, but I saw some clips, and I was kind of blown away, like in a good way, where I thought this guy was really innovative, and I saw some of the things that he was doing with the medium of television, and I thought it was like way ahead of its time, at least the the couple of things that I saw. And then what made me the most proud, Michelle?
1: What? He's Hungarian. Oh. Not a surprise.
0: That's yeah, you know, if anyone was wondering, Ishvan is a Hungarian name that is a uh, half of my ethnicity and he was a Hungarian guy and I had no idea. So I'm going to dig a little bit deeper into Ernie Kovac. But he was not on the island.
1: No, he was probably gambling somewhere.
0: <laughs> oh gosh. No,
1: I think by that point he probably I think he had already passed.
0: Let's not go into death so <laughs> fast, please. All right, let's let's steer clear of that. Yeah. All right. Now, I can't remember where we left off, quite honestly. We were on the island.
1: Where I believe we left off is still the crew being held captive by but the hermit.
0: David P. Carruthers. David
1: P. Carruthers was still holding them captive with just like a stick in the door. And then the ship, I believe, they were just kind of like heading out to sea because they were trying to outrun the hurricane.
0: Oh, so they finally, like the the refresher course captain listened to Isaac?
1: Well, yeah, and they try to take credit for it, but yes, he he listened to Isaac, who who's too shining on this episode, taking control of the ship and
0: Yeah, it's a little confusing coming from the Wait. Hang on. Are we getting a message? Wait, I think this is our guest. I do believe it is. Hang on.
2: Hi, this is Stacy, big fan of Love in the Love Boat Podcast. I'm here with some thoughts about the first episode of season two. I do have a love-hate relationship with this episode in that I love the fact that Isaac gets to be even more awesome than he usually is, but I really, really hate the Marooned Islands plotline, mainly because most of the characters just don't make sense to me. (laughs) On to the Isaac's holiday I love that Isaac kind of catches on to the fact that um, Captain Cunningham is a bit of an idiot and, okay, not a bit of an idiot. He is just a big idiot and figures out kind of how to get him to do the things that he needs to be doing. This did leave me though with one big burning question. Is this normal hurricane protocol to keep eating in the dining room while everything is sliding about seems just a tad odd and if I were a passenger I probably would have headed to my room ages ago
1: as Stacy said Isaac does shine in this episode taking control basically of every aspect of the Pacific princess um, later when the when they hit some turbulent waters trying to outrun the hurricane he, he really takes control
3: i are really getting it now Get on the stick, do something. Does
4: Maranara stain Dacron and cotton polyester? Chuck, give word to the rest of the crew. Batten everything down. Close all the bars. Close the optical lounge and the casino. Drain the pool, secure everything that moves. Forget about him. Do as I tell you to do, or let's choose sides for water polo. Listen, everybody, ladies and gentlemen uh my name is isaac washington and i'm the uh i'm the chief bartender of this ship i don't know if any of you've noticed but we seem to run into a bit of bad weather well actually it's more than a bit but less than a bunch okay so everybody come on nice and easy back to your cabins. let's go all right mr cunningham a little sleep,
1: and we'll be as good as new
0: Michelle, is marinara sauce really? I, I think it is difficult to get out of your clothing.
1: Probably, I mean.
0: But not enough to cause you to become catatonic, correct?
1: Right. And, and as Stacy pointed out, why, why are they still
0: <laughs> just why eating? are they still
1: eating casually when everything is spilling and the ship the is like is so good all over the place?
0: You've commented on the food looking divine, and maybe they're just like they've never had a meal that good, and they're risking their lives to.
1: I like watching the chefs trying to, or the chefs, the waiters trying to um, balance. Balance <laughs> I was like trying to think, like how how did they film that? Was See it like again, a, was it a set that was like tilting or? Oh,
0: I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> but this is the stuff I would have done as a kid. All of us, it would have been me and my cousins pretending we're falling on the ship. All of it would have been something that we would have been pretending to do. But yes, Isaac has completely taken charge and uh, and then again we must remember that he was um he was on the outs with Mara because yeah. he had sort of fabricated who he was as a person but then she was seeing who he was as a, she, as a man. She
1: does. She she does see him really taking control yeah. of just a bar had the head bartender.
0: Yes. Pretty fantastic. Mm-hmm. See quite honestly I'm confused at this point. It it is a blur to me because I had thought that that Gopher had already been injured.
1: No, because it starts with, now, like, this is what I have. Did you notice, like, before anything even started, they did, like, the classic, like, the lightning and the clouds <laughs> for the opening scene?
0: <laughs> yeah, I think so.
1: <laughs> it was just, like, lightning to 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 set the tone that things are getting hairy and scary.
0: And, like, Wizard of Oz music going yeah, it on? It was.
1: It was kind of, like, reminiscent of, like, Wizard of Oz or or I think at the beginning of the Munsters. And then we we're on the island and things are picking up. And I believe then the, the Stephen, or Stephen... <laughs>
0: Stephen P. Slipka yeah. shows up.
1: Um, David Peek or others. I think they they hear a crash and they're like, "Oh, it's the roof." So yeah, let's send somebody out there to see what happens in the middle of a hurricane. I so like this part. They send Gopher out there. He didn't Should want to Shouldn't you just stay sheltered? No. I mean, nothing came crashing into the hut.
0: No, you send a guinea pig, Gopher out,
1: and then a giant palm tree falls on you. <laughs> What's that?
4: I think you're right. Check it out, Mr. Smith. Check it out. Outside in the hurricane,
3: Gopher not gonna melt.
4: Well, why don't we draw straws or something?
3: Gopher, for heaven's sake.
4: Okay, I'll check it out.
0: sorry if i'm gonna keep beating this drum but again this is what i would have pretended to do as a child that a big tree would have fallen on me there is no greater scenario than being injured and unconscious that i loved playing as a child and then you could go run to your bathroom or wherever and get a washcloth and put it on your head (laughs) and have everybody be concerned for your well-being and that's exactly what fred grandy plays Flawlessly,
1: yeah. I mean, after if you have to point out too that Stephen, or why do I keep doing that? David Carruthers keeps uh, he lifts up the palm tree all by himself,
0: dude. Did you ever see the uh, what was it, Incredible Hulk? Because that was another famous episode where people got superhuman strength when they were under terrible stress, yes. And the woman said,
3: I was lifting up the car, it started to move. You slowly but I lifting I
1: remember that. <laughs> I often wonder if I would lift be able to lift up a car in a situation like that. Would you know, I have superhuman strength?
0: I don't know. I hopefully you'll never have to I uh, hope be tested. Not either, you but... Know? but that is exactly what happened. Stephen Pete Carruthers <laughs> lifted that fake palm tree right off of Gopher.
1: And then they didn't. Really check for injuries, and they dragged him right into the hut. <laughs> then I was thinking, what if he broke ribs or something? And then
0: I guess the you know the the danger of being out in the hurricane outweighed absolutely the, the danger of moving. He
1: got a pretty quick diagnosis from Doc, though. He's not going to
4: die, Julie. He's going to be okay. <laughs>
0: yeah, he did. <laughs> Yet Kiki still kind of being a pain.
3: Miss Walkwood, you're so quiet here. Are you all right? terrific. I was just thinking of sending some postcards to my enemies. Having a wonderful time, wish you were here. Oh, I'm sure you don't have any enemies. How about just leaving me alone? All right? All right.
4: Why don't you stop feeling sorry for yourself just long enough to think about somebody else?
1: Well, Gopher's unconscious, speaking different languages, right? Isn't he speaking all kinds of languages into different women?
0: Yeah, it's weird. Like, his head trauma has caused him to, yeah, know French, I think, and Italian, or just sometimes be speaking in a Marie Chevalier um, (laughs) accent. I don't know. It's
1: really, really another Emmy-winning performance. (laughs) He was good. Him and and Isaac were really top-notch in this episode.
0: They got to really stand out. But wait, what were you gonna say?
1: Well, there's so many other weird scenarios going on, which I could, which makes sense why Stacy would not like it, like the um, Edie Adams and her husband,
0: Avery Shriver, ladies Avery and, Shriver, and
1: gentlemen. Like she hates him. She just hates him. Yeah, she can't so stand him. She can't look at him. He's not a real man. And then
0: wait, she'd rather die in a hurricane <laughs> than go back to her boring life.
1: Don't worry, Bubba.
4: We'll get out of this, okay? Oh, who cares? What do you mean?
3: I mean, who cares? What does it matter if the hurricane kills me overnight, or I go back to the life I have? A slow, forest death, day by day.
4: You really hate me that much?
3: I don't hate you. Like I said, I just don't care anymore.
4: We've enjoyed a lot of years. We belong together.
3: Maybe once.
4: Mo, I love you.
3: Those are just words, Everett. (laughs) I want what every woman wants. I want to be held, touched. To be swept off my feet. I want a man. A real man. So
1: he's talking to her, you know, like, don't give up. on No, I don't even know how they lead into it. How do they lead into him alleging that he had these affairs?
0: She's just unhappy. You know what I mean? And he was saying something, trying to comfort her. And she's just like, who cares? You know, I'd rather be dead than be bored or whatever, you know, which which is just completely devastating to him because she's saying like, I know he really mean and so he um scrambles to uh salvage the relationship by
1: admitting to affairs hey you're looking at a real man
4: yeah a man who drives other women crazy well, you don't believe me well maybe you ought to check with diana 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 that was her real name her professional name was Red Ginger the Wham-Wham Girl. boom! I was sitting at ringsome, and she tossed the tassel to me. And we both knew it was kismet. One always remembers his first mistress very fondly. Your first? How
3: many others?
4: How many times did I report seeing UFOs? You.
1: I find completely irritating.
0: Irritating.
1: Yeah. She starts to like him after like that's a real man because he had affair allegedly had an affair.
0: Well, She's- yeah, you're you're jumping forward to where like she wakes up out of the haze of everything and then all of a sudden is in love with him because he has cheated on her <laughs> several times with sort of like exotic dancers or I burlesque performers. I don't know.
1: Yeah. That and remember, I'm not really going to look at UFOs because, like, he's super into UFOs,
0: dude. I have no idea. That was so strange to me. I sat there dumbfounded watching that entire part and just could not believe what was taking place.
1: And then, you know, you you said you have uh, Barbie Benton's character still kind of being snotty, but slowly she's coming around,
0: yeah. Like, when she takes off her weird, like, wet hair thing, I
1: think Doc gives her another lecture.
0: He does. He like really lays into her and then it kind of like changes her her tune. I thought she did a great job, Barbie Benton. I thought she was awesome. Yeah,
1: I thought so too. But I thought
0: it was weird when she took that hair thing out and it was all wet with just like rainwater. And then like all of a sudden Doc was injured and like she's dabbing one part of his cheek. And I I didn't understand what... (laughs) I don't know. Was he tired? Did, Did like he somehow his head I didn't understand how she was comforting him. it didn't make any sense to me.
1: And another fascinating thing I noticed is while like everybody was like moving trees and trying to bust out of huts and their storms that uh, the captain and Doc shirts stayed tucked in <laughs> perfectly tucked in. They're a little dirty with dirt, but they never came untucked. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hang on. you know, at the height of sort of like the drama, you know, um, I would just like to point out one of the best parts of either of these two episodes. And it's something I want to include in the show in case anyone wants to take this, have this on their phone, maybe use as a ringtone possibly. But did you enjoy where Audra Lindley asked Captain Steubing to say a little prayer?
1: Oh, wait. OK. Yes. Because as soon as she did that, I was like, wait a minute, because as I believe. Captain Steubing later in life or at that point was pretty religious
0: oh was he really yes
1: he was a very religious man so oh. I was thinking in my head he's been waiting for this moment oh wow on the love boat to give the prayer because he I I, and I almost would bet that he had this prayer already well
0: he says I'd love to yeah you know, like he was well, like if you,
1: if you read his backstory he in, towards the end of his life he was very like religious
0: it was a pretty powerful prayer
3: Captain Steubing I think we'd all feel a little better if... Well, would
4: you say a little prayer for us? Yes, I'd like to do that very much. Dear Lord, nine of your children are very frightened on this island. But we know that you are with us and watching over us and protecting us from this storm. Life. Is your most precious gift. And we pray that all of us will be enjoying it when morning comes.
1: Perhaps we should go back to the ship for a little bit.
0: Yeah, because are we at the height of sort of the storm?
1: Yeah, we are we are. And the uh gosh, I can't think of his name now. The the
0: Mike Adler, I believe. Mike
1: Adler goes to Donna Mill's room to I guess to check on her? Or and um the ship's like rocking back and forth and then they end up hooking up during the rocking the ship a little more but like would it like which is odd is that he does not care about his mother during all this like is she okay what's happening
0: <laughs> well there are a lot of questions really about his oh, hang on i think we're getting another transmission from stacy
2: um, the final storyline, the search, pretty, pretty decent. Did want to know why, for the love of God, did Mike never ask about the mother's name whenever he's having all the conversations with Jeannie? Just seems like a basic thing that somebody would have mentioned.
1: Stacy brings up a good point that I noticed, too. Not once during this whole episode to this point does he ever mention his mother's name. <laughs> ever.
0: <laughs> he's fallen in love. So maybe he forgot. I don't know.
1: And I still find it odd that they, they have no interaction with each other on this cruise.
0: <laughs> yeah, That's really she's weird. She's off
1: doing her own thing the entire time.
0: Well, up until this point, we haven't even met Vera. But mm-hmm. finally, in the dining room, uh, post-hurricane uh, hurricane hookup, <laughs> <laughs> we finally meet Vera. Good morning. Would you like some
3: company? Oh, well, it's my mother, Jimmy the Greek. <laughs> what happened? Did you clean out every or did you wear out the cards? No. Oh, I'm sorry. Jenny, uh, G- this is my mom. Hello. Mike's told me so much about you. Well, I haven't seen Mike for a few days, but I can understand why. How could I possibly compete with such a, such a beautiful girl? Well, how am I supposed to compete with a Jim rubbing <laughs> band? Excuse me. Here's the ten bucks I owe you. And do me a favor. Next time you want to play Jane, deal me out. Okay, Mrs. Simpson? Uh, 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 Thank you, but you might win it back. Mrs. Simpson? Oh, uh, I didn't explain that. Mike Adler is my stage name. Vera Simpson? Yes, but. Jenny, look. What's wrong? I don't know thing that's been bothering her is... I well, see Jenny grew up in an orphanage. and uh, She hired detectives to help her track down her mother. Her mother's supposed to be on the ship.
1: I knew that's where all this was heading but well, the fact that she was never around you had to think that that was her mother his mother but yeah. I, I just was like how how is this gonna work out like how are they gonna make this not creepy at all or not extra creepy <laughs> <laughs> that he's doing it with his sister
0: well they have I mean shortly after that I mean they have one of the most you know dramatic moments on this entire long, long episode mm-hmm. where, it, as you would imagine, and this is, this is you know, not an uncommon thing of people, you know, had put somebody up for adoption and right. how traumatic that is and what a difficult decision and all of those things. And her mother, after Donna, you know, um, emotionally leaves the dining area, goes to her room and they have this long-anticipated confrontation.
3: Mm-hmm. You're going to have to help me, Jenny. I know I can never understand everything you must be feeling everything you must have felt but if you're scared you can believe me I am too Couldn't have found me either when I did get married. It, it was my second chance. And I felt that. I felt that. I, I had to hide the. <laughs>
1: her son comes in in the middle of this heavy conversation that they're having about her being put up for adoption and why and why she couldn't find her and then she's mortified when she realizes that she's having relationships with somebody who's possibly her brother (laughs) but as we learn, it's her stepbrother
3: what is it? I'm in love with you yes, well of course you. oh uh, it's, it's all right. I mean, uh, look, there's absolutely nothing to worry about. Mother married my father when I was three years old. She's my, my stepmother. <sighs> you and
4: I aren't at all.
0: Yet. The thing is, we've been waiting for this whole thing, and then they just kind of like, do a little twist of room <laughs> after the whole thing, like, "Hey, don't worry about it. I was adopted."
1: No, oh, he wasn't adopted. Who he was adopted by? Her, I guess. But it's it's she married his father?
0: I uh, see. I'm already more confused. Wait, what? She married Vera.
1: Bo- married, wh- what's his name?
0: <laughs> Stephen P. Adler. No,
1: the, the actor.
0: Stephen, <laughs> I like the whole last episode. You just kept calling him Bernie because you couldn't remember <laughs> his name.
1: Baxter Bernie. 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 <laughs> Meredith Baxter's ex-husband She um, He says that Vera married his dad when he was three years old
0: So he was already born?
1: Yeah it's not her son in any way shape or form She married the dad And the dad already had the son And she helped him raise him
0: Oh see that was just thrown out there so fast That I don't even think I even I didn't grasp what was happening
1: I I mean in essence I guess she could have adopted him But she raised him because she married his father so technically, they're not related.
0: Because, uh, hang on, I'm getting another, yet another transmission. Because I think there's very important observation about-
2: Did get excited to see an actual locked door in the Love Boat episode, because that is incredibly rare.
0: No, but that's so funny, though, because it's never happened. I Again, my uh, uh, guess that it's a swingers cruise, and like they don't let you lock your door on the Love Boat. But
1: it is a weird thing. Cause I was just thinking about when she said that about the one where um, the woman was blind. She walked into the thieves' room because oh, yes. <laughs> their door wasn't locked, but they were criminals. But let's not lock our door when we're making plans. Like You're scheming like to steal a million dollars. All the time. I know, it's so she, strange. She couldn't be more correct.
0: There's got to be a
1: morning <laughs> after. <laughs> the storm has passed.
0: That's right. The sun comes up. You know, palm leaves are everywhere, but everyone's alive. Yes. And they made it. They made it through the night. They are all in that little hut. Very, very filthy dirty, most of them. And like we were saying, the problematic couple, all of a sudden, you have a night to sleep on the fact that your husband's been cheating on you, pretending that he likes UFOs. And that's what it takes to make you fall back in love.
3: <laughs> Everett? Everett. Everett, look. Go ahead. Do you see what I see? He's a real man.
1: And then we find out that during the night, Barbie Benton stayed up with Gopher, dabbing his head with her (laughs) kerchief. And then she had just mentioned that she had put rocks out on the beach
0: yeah she really she made a big big change man she got out there yeah put wait in the in the what it like spells out help was it help yeah something like that she found a bunch of rocks and spelled help on the beach
3: we better get that gun away from him and then signal for search parties well there's already a bunch of rocks on the beach arranged to say help
4: how did they get
3: there when the storm died down i put them there you did well while you were up and around why didn't you take that musket away from the nut i did You did, and you gave it back to him? Sure, there weren't any bullets in it, just dirt.
0: Dirt? Dirt? Yeah, so she's made a pretty big change. But she has now revealed to them that he never had bullets in this gun. And Captain goes out to confront him.
4: surprise my birthday i'd forgotten all about it this is going to be a birthday party don't you know who you're dealing with here a maniac with a gun sure a gun that has dirt bullets in it stay where you are i'm gonna get you all dirty as soon as we are safely back on ship i am alerting the maritime authorities you'll be spending the rest of your life in prison oh come on i didn't do anything really bad did i kidnapping piracy Besides those, no. look, I'll make a deal with you. No butter ripple ice cream. <sighs> Just holler surprise, sing happy birthday, and let it go at that. How about it?
3: Captain, what harm can it do? He did save Gopher's life. Right,
4: yeah. If it hadn't been for him, Gopher's life wouldn't have needed saving. This man is a criminal. Boy, you a party pooper. <laughs>
1: Just once that darn birthday party, they all decide. Okay, let's throw him a birthday party because of uh, Mrs. Roper. Yeah,
0: she really was championing this. Well, birthday they're falling
1: party. in love with each other.
0: Well, because we didn't even really, we didn't even really touch upon the reason that he's on this island to begin with. No, guys, he used to work at Disneyland.
3: Mr. Karubis,
0: can I ask you a question? What's a
4: good-looking guy like me doing in a place like
3: this? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well,
4: it's the usual reason. A busted marriage. You know what I did after she left me? I got a job at Disneyland. Oh. I was Humpty Dumpty. Humpty Dumpty. Yeah, every afternoon I dressed up like a big egg. <laughs> you know what finally got me? The mice. There was this great big one with dumb ears. He had on red pants and uh two great big button. You know what? The son of a gun was the star. Oh, yeah. No. Can you beat that? The no. star. I, I said, if that's life, you can have it. I said, to hell with them. And the horse they rode in on. <laughs> and I came right to this island.
3: Well, I can't say I blame you a bit. That's the most compelling reason I ever heard for becoming a hermit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, you know, that's the thing. And she's all in. She thinks that's completely, makes all the sense in the world. hmm.
1: Did you notice, too, his hair changed color?
0: Dude, I have it written down. <laughs> I have it here. It's like His
1: wet wig and hermit then
0: wig change at the very end. We got
1: like highlights. rare. yeah.
0: I totally noticed that. I noticed
1: it was almost like a Farrah Fawcett type wig that they had found and put on him. Then, because obviously the other one got ruined during the rain. Since we're Story. doing
0: that type of stuff, did you also notice that they sent the most out of shape older guy to save them? Like the big giant lagoon monster man <laughs> is in the boat. And he's rowing them, and it looks like he's about to have a heart attack. Did you see that? <laughs> yeah. And like they have a little boat that goes to another little boat. I'm like, where do you put that other little boat? I didn't quite understand. Did you tow it behind? Because there was not enough space on the boat. I don't for know. The and boat. where's
1: their boat that he let go?
0: I don't know. It was totally crazy. That part was nuts. There were a lot of inconsistencies towards the end. That's mm-hmm. for sure. But yeah, Mrs. Roper is totally like down with this guy having his birthday. She's in complete support of that. And they start working really hard to get him gifts and stuff. Make him a mud cake.
1: <laughs> I mean, as a kid, I would have loved to have made a mud cake, but. Yeah, right. And, and I like like the change of tune of everybody. They're all happy except for Captain, and they're all
0: like. Dude, Doc gave him a watch, like an I expensive know. watch. I mean, he just lays a watch on the guy.
1: And somehow Gopher was carrying mustache and gla- nose glasses somewhere in his pocket <laughs> during all <Brocho> that. glasses. <laughs> yeah, somehow he had that in his pocket the whole time to give away as a gift.
0: But no sooner than the party has happened do they wrap it up. And then Carruthers says, get out. Well,
4: it's been a swell birthday, uh, but uh, the party's over. And uh, the quicker you get off my island, uh, the happier I'll be. I quite agree. I suggest we all head towards the beach. We'll try to light that fire. And if you have anything to wave, bring it in case we spot a plane. This way.
1: As I pointed out earlier, Audrey Lindley and uh, John Aston are, are falling in love with each other throughout this whole time. And uh, he, he gives this, uh, tells her this little poem.
0: From like John Donne or something?
1: Yeah, which just sells it for her.
0: But, dude, you know, I, you know, I'm listening to this poem. Very nice. I was not prepared for what came next exactly. Because oh,
1: then everybody, they're getting ready to leave because the, the overweight rescue captain comes and they're all getting on the ship to go to the other ship. So he asks, uh, uh, John Aston asks Audra Lindley to stay on the island with him and live with him.
0: And she said like no already, I believe.
1: Yeah. She said it a couple of times.
0: Yeah. And then she gives him one more no, I believe. And then a little something extra.
4: Then stay with me. We'll live happily ever after.
3: Mr. Carruthers, there can't be any happily ever after for me.
4: Don't you believe in fairy tales? Kiss me on the nose, come on, and I'll turn into a prince or a frog. We'll have a wonderful life together.
3: Dave,
0: I'm dying. So, wow. (laughs) Were you prepared for that? No, (laughs) neither was I.
1: So, yeah, so that I wasn't thinking was happening. And, and I guess it makes sense judging like how she was acting the whole cruise. But it's just like there's so many inconsistencies there.
0: Well, can I can I offer something? We don't know what happens, right? Right. I mean, we do in a way we haven't said yet. I mean, we can't. Right. Because what happens with her? Ultimately,
1: she decides to stay on the island when everybody's leaving.
0: Captain can't believe it.
1: No, nobody can really believe it.
3: All right, Mrs. Worth, it's time to get you off this godforsaken island. You go on, Captain. I'm going to stay here with Dave. Why?
1: <laughs> but they don't know that she's dying, right?
0: No, I don't think any of them know. Maybe the captain is very intuitive and he probably is sensing what is... What's...
1: Because, sorry to interrupt, but like, she seems fine now. We don't know exactly what she's dying of. And I know she wants to spend her last days on this beautiful remote island. Right. In love. But what happens when she gets sicker?
0: I'm going to tell you something. This is what I was going to say. And I have offered this sort of uh, uh, thought or whatever you want to call it on one previous episode that I cannot remember what it is. I say that Audra Lindley, Mrs. Worth, survives. I say that through the power of love and because she said this island is... it's like something for your soul. I think also with probably some medicinal herbs or plants that David P. Carruthers is aware of on this Island and fresh air. Yes. That it heals her. And she lives for another 20, 30 years. That's you. You cannot dispute that. I say that she lived
1: or missed opportunity here crossover episode into fantasy island where it's a magical island (gasps) and then she gets cured that's
0: it though she's she's (laughs) cured that's it
1: well yeah but they could have totally crossed that over into fantasy island
0: or a ufo lands (laughs) on the island takes her up for a bit they heal her with some sort of probes not the probes that we're all aware of and then she comes right back down and every
1: driver gets to witness it it's, there's so many missed opportunities. I on just this the episode. bottom
0: line is she lives for a very long time. Right, in
1: my mind, I'm gonna go with that scenario.
0: The only bad thing is, can you imagine kissing a man who's been on an island for 21 years? How do you brush your teeth? Like you can't. What do you do? I guess if you have medicinal herbs, you probably have some sort of nice. Maybe thing. they rub
1: some charcoal or something on it <laughs> yeah,
0: in the morning. So I say that it is a completely unexpected yet happy ending for those two because. Because of the magic island, she gets healed, and that is what she needed to do. Fate lend a hand. That's why they were on that island together. And if she went back to regular Western society. The
1: smog of L.A. Yeah,
0: it would have gone the other way, but now she lived happily ever after.
1: I buy that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> back to the ship, though. We missed the whole like reunion of Isaac and Lola Falana.
0: You know what we're forgetting? What? Is that this entire time, Isaac's supposed to be on vacation. Right. And his vacation has turned into the most responsibility he has maybe ever had on any of these cruises. It's true. And he has shown and proven himself to be the guy that we, I think, all you, me, and Stacy think (laughs) he's awesome.
1: Yes, he is. We
0: love him. He's just kind of sad, though, in his room. He can't even, like, enjoy this moment because he still realizes that he had misled this person that he really did like. Right. And and then she makes an effort. Was the door locked to his room? That's
1: what I'm wondering. Perhaps his door was locked, (laughs) and she just didn't bust in.
0: (laughs) Either way, she makes her way to Isaac's room to um, apologize.
3: It's open. the one that should apologize. I mean, all the uh, showing off, lying. I was a real jerk, wasn't I? Uh, But when the chips were down, you showed what kind of man you really are. Everybody's talking about what you did last night. Oh, I, I, I didn't do that much. You're quite a guy, Isaac. As long as you remember to be yourself. If I were really going to be myself, I'd take you in my arms and hold you very close. Well, like I said, be yourself.
1: Typical of the love boat, everything is starting to wrap up nicely. I love it on one of the weirdest episodes so far
0: absolutely
1: this season the event of both seasons um
0: again i'm going on record saying i really enjoyed this one in a whole different way in a childhood because i am in uh, a constant state of immaturity that i really enjoyed <laughs> it <laughs> but yeah it's time to say goodbye
1: start with the brother sister stepsister stepmom
0: yeah they you're you're really uh you're summing it up
4: <laughs> mother how do you feel you just picked up a daughter daughter-in-law and the Jim rummy partner all in one fell swoop
3: how on earth am i going to award these wedding invitations i got you beat i got a mother a mother-in-law a stepbrother and a husband we're gonna need a big
0: apartment but as weird as that was it was kind of a cute end with those guys because yeah. they were super happy and i thought the scene of the um The emotional sort of like confession, I guess, of the mom to her was really well done. Yes. And takes a a pretty serious topic and handled it kind of, you know, crazy, but like kind of nicely, I Mm -hmm. thought. And the fact that they were. All reunited in some sort of strange way
1: was <laughs> kind of nice. a daughter and a daughter-in-law.
0: <laughs> so nuts. Donna Mills is really pretty. I thought she's
1: always pretty. Yeah, her eyes landing, are really beautiful. She was really pretty too. See, I
0: never watched any of those shows, so I don't. I, I knew of the name again. So many people I don't know, but they were famous. But she was really pretty. hmm But also, Kiki says goodbye. Doc,
3: I've had a lovely last three
0: days. Me too. Obviously,
4: being marooned on an island has its indirect benefits if i ever need a great nurse i'll give you a call if
3: i ever need a great friend i'll give you a call
1: The one thing that was weird though they never really say why she was so angry do they or did i or did they
0: well the thing about her her whatever fiance had to called it off or oh that's something. right
1: I, I forgot about that part. I was more but confused
0: right. of why she was so wealthy like was she famous or was she right 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 royalty or something like that but yeah she was I she forgot, just had yeah. been hurt and jilted and and so she was very wary of men and she 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 had a nice turn too. I thought she was a good actress I thought she did a really good job um being just you know a person who you might associate with just being pretty uh I thought she did a pretty good job too I thought so too And another weird reveal at the end, which was kind of fun, (laughs) was when the incompetent deputy captain leaves. Well, he basically, his whole life is now changed because he is not suited to captain any kind of a vessel. And he tells the captain that he is going to become.
4: I thought I'd find a desert island and become a hermit. That's what my brother did, you know. Well, good luck, Mr. Cunningham. Yep.
0: And it really, that's infectious, I think, because obviously Stephen P. Slivka has done the same.
1: Well, doesn't he allude, doesn't he say, just like my brother? So then you're left to wonder if that's his brother after all this?
0: Unless there's just like islands chock full of hermits, <laughs> I, <laughs> I would have to imagine. A lot of
1: people can identify with hermit brothers. But it
0: doesn't make sense because his name's Carruthers and his name's Cunningham. But maybe, who knows? I don't know. I think it was just
1: some weird thing they threw in there without giving it much thought. <laughs> Because it was strange.
0: Yeah. But the crescendo, really, of it all, you know, for the guy who was denied uh, a vacation, even though he wasn't mad because he reconciled with Mara, another pretty, pretty woman, uh, was Isaac, right? Yeah. Because word gets back to the captain. Of, of his p- heroic deeds. hmm
4: One minute, please. Sir? I am sorry that your vacation turned out this way. Oh, man that's all right sir i heard from many sources that uh, you were the glue that held the ship together during the crisis i owe you a debt of gratitude well sir when you sail with the best skipper there is a little rubs off thank you i would also like to thank you in another way sir a promotion
3: i think that's wonderful
4: in addition to your overseeing all the bars on the ship, I want you to get involved in other areas, too. There will be some stripes in your next
3: pay envelope, Mr. Washington. Thank you, sir. <laughs> oh, thank you! Oh, give me a <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye. Uh,
4: See you, Mr. Washington. Mr. Washington, sir!
3: So long, Mr. Washington. Isaac. <laughs> Vacation's over. Back to work.
1: <laughs> so I got to remember to look for his stripes on the next episode to see if he has them. So he's he gets a promotion, basically. He gets the lady and a promotion.
0: Yeah, well, he earned it. He did, because he handled things really. Because well. not only was he handling what to do in a really terrible situation, he was handling the difficulty of this person who outranks you and all that stuff. And He's he did it. He's a total it. idiot. Yeah, but he did it kind of masterfully, and that was really kind passive of passive cool.
1: aggressively, and it worked out pretty good. <laughs> but one thing too, I did—we forgot to point out—is uh, the other couple, Who? Edie Adams and.
0: Oh God! Yeah, that's right.
1: Like they—they they are together. Did you notice how he got her to carry all the luggage?
0: Yeah, things really changed.
1: (laughs) She really took a turn on that island.
0: I I think she got hit with a coconut in the head or something like that. a palm
1: tree fell on her, too. Yeah,
0: because she really went from being, like, completely depressed and despondent to, like, I don't know. That was wild. It was weird. Yeah, but then he reveals that the strippers may have been a lie, but not them UFOs. Correct. And that's about it, you guys. I'd be curious to get everybody's take if they, you know, thumbs up, thumbs down on this episode. Obviously very different, very strange. We were kind of like surprised by how they started this this second season off, really.
1: They started off crazy and wild. Yeah, I can only did. imagine what the rest of the season is going to to bring us.
0: Well, I know for one, my main man Billy Bardy's on the way. <laughs> I hope that Stephen P. Slivka travels back from whatever island he's on and makes it back for episode, I think it's 15, where his ex-wife, Martha Ray, will be a (laughs) guest star. And we have tons more awesome people coming up down the line. Now... We want to thank Stacy so much for her takes on this episode.
1: Yeah, it's nice to have some validation to hear of somebody that thinks the same way you do. Oh, my
0: gosh. you! When <laughs> I was listening to her, I'm like, you guys are on exactly the same page with one another. It was kind of cool. Yeah, and we just want to thank her for listening to the show and thank everybody for listening. And to that point, if you guys listen via Spotify, and what they allow you to do is sometimes add polls and questions, and I sometimes really enjoy that. So... If you are listening via spotify look for the little easter egg questions that i'm leaving in the description sometimes and i just kind of wanted to point out one that we got most of the ones (laughs) my last question was if you were stranded on an island what would you do to seduce a hermit (laughs) (laughs) but i did pose a serious question just asking if people uh were going to follow us into season two and we got a response from Someone named Joe that really was was really genuine, really nice, and really exactly along the lines of why Michelle and I started this podcast. And I just kind of wanted to read the response really quickly. So again, the question was, "Will you follow us into season two? And the answer was, "Absolutely." I love the nostalgia, love the show. I was 11 in 1977. Love Boat at 9 p.m. and Fantasy Island at 10. If I didn't fall asleep, SNL at 11:30. Keep up the good work and. That really uh, mirrors our experience, doesn't Mm -hmm. it? I mean, it's exactly what we uh, said, that we looked forward to this. You got to stay up a little bit later. And you got to see a show that was like kind of for you in some ways, like I was saying, this episode for me to where you could... Uh, have fun with it, and it kind of scared you a little bit sometimes. More Fantasy Island than the Love Boat, and uh, it was just a really unique experience. So to see somebody else saying the same thing is really, really nice. It's
1: totally like in your your age. Because that's about the age we were when we started watching The Love Boat, Yeah, too.
0: yeah. And, and it's just that shared experience really is so unique and so fun. And again, it's a, it's a huge part of why we wanted to mm-hmm. do this show, just to kind of relive that and then see it through our eyes now. So it's just nice to know that you guys are listening. Be on the lookout for those little Easter egg questions if you are a Spotify listener. And I just wanted to mention, too, for all of this love, the outpouring of love for Mr. Ted Lange, for Isaac, if you haven't, just in case, we have said it a bunch of times, check out our Instagram, look through the reels, and you will see my incredible birthday message from the man himself. And he also gave uh, recipes for a drink called the Isaac, which we have had on the show several times. That is absolutely worth a watch. So make sure that you're following via Instagram as well. And check out the message from from Isaac.
1: Yeah, it's really cool. And he's so nice.
0: He's the best. He's exactly what you would hope. And it's just uh, it's kind of incredible. So again, thanks you guys for being here for the first double episode of season two. We hope to see you all here for episode number, now I'm confused again. Is it two? Is it three?
1: I don't know. The the different streaming services have it listed different ways. So
0: yeah, just for the next show, get a planner's punch, make an Isaac. Oh, that's right.
1: We got to start making more of the drinks that they're making on these episodes.
0: Yeah, maybe we should do planner's punch or is that one really hard?
1: No, they're all easy.
0: Okay, maybe, guys, Planner's Punch next time. Let's do Planner's Punch. So if if anyone's making drinks at home, Planner's Punch for the next episode. But until then, I am Ishvan.
1: I'm Michelle. Captain Steuben, Captain Steuben, please come to the bridge.
0: And we are Loving Loving the the Love Love
1: Boat.
4: Come to my room in half an hour and bring some rye bread.
0: Hi, guys, it's me, Ishvan, host of Loving the Love Boat. And before you go, I wanted to invite you to check out my other show, Ishvan's Imaginary Podcast. Yes, it is a kids and family show, but I think it's a show anyone can enjoy. Here, take a peek.
3: Dialing now. <laughs> okay, remember, don't get nervous.
2: Hello, this is Lewis speaking.
3: Oh. Hello. Say the rest. Is your refrigerator running? E- excuse me? Well, why don't you go catch it? No,
2: he didn't. Oh, you did it wrong. Okay, just go to the next
3: one. May I speak with John, please? John, th- there is no John at this residence. Then how do you go to the bathroom? <laughs> Toby, is this you? Well, I can't hang up the phone. <laughs> that
0: was awesome colorful characters, award-winning music, and humor and content in a capital G-rated glory that can take on any other podcast out there. So whether it's with your kids, nieces and nephews, grandchildren, or just you and your inner child, Ishvan's Imaginary Podcast is available everywhere podcasts are found to make you all smile and sing along. Check it out today.